Thank you for listening to Airport Church's podcast. To find out more information about Airport Church, visit churchattheairport.com. Go to Romans chapter 8. We're going to look at verse 29. I really feel like the Lord wants to do a work in us this year of conforming his image in us. You will become what you see. You become what you hang around with, too. So if you hang around with Jesus, you're going to become like him. You are a product of your environment. You are. You're a product of your environment, but you have the ability to change your environment. You do. Obviously, there are people that need help changing their environment, but everyone in here, you have the ability to change your environment. Now, if you're a, a young person, that's, you know, there's some limitations to that. There are exceptions to that. What are you constantly putting before your eyes? What are you constantly putting in your ears? What you constantly feed on is what you're conforming your heart to become like. Okay? Are you with me? This is what you're going to get a steady diet of this year. This is, this is what I believe the Lord wants us on. I really do. <clears throat> And I used to do this nonstop. I mean, I did this for almost 15 years with, with young people. This was my message. And this is how you build people. This is the word of the Lord. This is how David understood the emotions of God. This is how he wrote the Psalms. This is how he received revelation of Jesus is what I'm teaching right now. This is how he became intimately knowledgeable of Jesus, is this type of teaching. So look at Romans 8.28, because I touched on some things last week about the image of Jesus, and it, it, it got me interested. I felt, I felt the, the wind of the Spirit on this. Romans 8.29 in the New King James says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Being conformed in the Greek means having the same form as another, similar 
conform to. It comes from the root word morpha, which means the form by which a person or thing strikes the vision, the external appearance. In other words, in order to be conformed to something, it has to strike your image. So in, in, in order for you to be conformed to the image of Christ, Christ has to strike your image, your vision. The image of Christ has to strike your vision. You can't be conformed to the image of Christ without him striking your vision. You can't be conformed to his image without you seeing him. Do you understand that? Go to Colossians 3. Let's, let's look at this. Colossians 3, verses 9 and 10. We've got to put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the new man. It says this, Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of, of him who created him. <coughs> Let me read it in the Passion Translation. It starts kind of abruptly with the previous verse, but I'm not going to read verse 8. So if you want the full context, read it yourself. It says, And lying, lay aside your old Adam self, with its masquerade and disguise. For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you. Oh, man. <laughs> that is so good. Doesn't stop there. I'm going to start again. For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. Oh, man. I'm going to read it again because I want to make some comments. For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed. Why does it have to be continually renewed? Because your carnal appetites never die. Your carnal appetites have to daily be put to death. That's why when you wake up, you have brand new mercies. God gives you brand new mercies when you wake up. 
Because when you wake up in the morning, your carnal appetites are still with you. And he knows that. See, when you're born again, you're immediately and instantaneously sanctified. But sanctification is an ongoing work. It doesn't do it once and for all, forever. It's an ongoing, continual work. What does this say? For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed. The reason that it's continually renewed is because the only way to kill your carnal appetite is for you to die. <laughs> you don't want to physically die. I mean, none of us in here are at the Paul level where we can actually say, for me to die is for me to gain. Are you ready for that? Anyone? Not just yet, right? <laughs> Sissies. What did you say? Why didn't I raise my hand? Who said that? Pam? I got more jam to eat. What are you talking about? <laughs> Because the truth is, is that we, we, we're all selfish. There's an appointed time for us to die, isn't there? Does anyone in here feel like it's your appointed time to die? When it's your appointed time, you'll know it. The same with Paul. Paul rushed to his death without rushing to it. You remember they, the prophet came and prophesied to him, took his belt from around his waist and put it around his hands and said, you're going to Jerusalem and they're going to tie your hands and ship you off to Rome. Remember that? In chains. And did that happen? did happen look at 1 John 3 verse 2 when we see him we become like him why because it's a spiritual law that we become like what we see what you steadily look at you become like what you study you become like that's why these two can't help but be like me they can't help but be like their mother. They pick up our mannerisms because they study us. <clears throat> they study our 
accomplishments and our failures, they inadvertently will say, I will not do it that way because I see that he fails at that. Now, they don't tell us that, but they subconsciously, consciously do that. I did the same thing with my parents. You've done the same thing with your parents. We all do that. When we fight at it hard enough, it becomes a generational curse. These are the things that becoming like Jesus breaks. When we become like Jesus, it sets us free from that Adam nature so that we don't fight to not become. Because listen, what I have found in ministry is that the kids that fight so hard to not become an addict like their parents usually become an addict like their parents, fighting not to become an addict like their parents. They just pick up an addiction in a different area. Instead of studying the failure of their parent that hurt them, they should have been studying Jesus that could have healed them, looking intently at Jesus and studying Jesus and the Father who is good and who heals and forgives and soaking in that forgiveness that I could have been giving my earthly father or my earthly mother who abandoned me and harmed me. But they intently looked at my earthly mother, my earthly father who abandoned me and harmed me. And they studied that and they looked at it and looked at it and they became that because you will become what you look at. You with me? Do you feel the Holy Spirit? Now where do I get that from? Right here. 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him. Or we shall see him as he is. We become what we study. We become who we see. So let's look at that verse in the Passion Translation, but I picked up the preceding verse too. Verses two and three. It says, Beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become but we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like him. For we will see him as he truly is. And all who focus their hope on him will always be purifying themselves just as Jesus is pure. 
If you focus on him now, you're purifying yourself. Study him. Why? Because the word, what does it say the word is? Water. It purifies, washes. Purges our conscience, cleanses. <clears throat> so go back to Romans eight twenty nine, and I want to read it from the Passion Translation because I think that you'll you'll pick something up here, and I think I want to read from. Romans 8, 28, because that, that, has been, that has been one of my life verses from the time that I was a kid. Romans 8, 28 says, So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born and destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Conformed to his image. That's what we're talking about. Being conformed to his image. See, here's the thing. Remember, when you're talking about purpose and destiny, your purpose and your destiny can't be on this open playing field where you just live any way you want and expect that God's purpose and his destiny is fulfilled in your life. You can't live lawless. You can't live outside of the bounds of the word of God. You can't live by what your mama and them said. If you don't dive into the word and read the word and understand the word, you can't, you can't, you can't live off of the TV. <laughs> you've you've got to open the word for yourself. It's got to be relevant today, every day. Living from the word. Otherwise, it's a lie, and it's not true. Look at Romans 12 and verse 2. Here's the word conformed. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, this word conformed is different from the other word conformed. This is interesting. Completely different Greek word. 
The word conformed from Romans 8.29 means to be struck in the vision. The word here it means the habits as comprising everything in a person which strikes the senses. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? It's it's the Greek word for habits as comprising everything in a person which strikes the senses, the figure, bearing, discourse, actions, manner of life. It's very interesting. Do not be conformed to this world. Paul is saying here, that when you're conformed to the pattern of this world, you're making habits, you're receiving habits by your five senses. <laughs> Isn't that powerful? You're taking on habits through the five senses. That is so powerful. Rather than being struck by the image of having a vision of Jesus, that's what conformed to the image of Jesus. Fast forward to Romans 12.2. Conformed to the pattern of the world, you're receiving habits through the five senses. You see the difference? It's very carnal. I don't feel good today. I'm just going to lay in the bed. No, you need to be struck with an image of Jesus. You need revelation knowledge of Jesus. You need a vision of Jesus that will move you. Rather than developing a pattern of habits that comes from something that you've seen or how you feel or something that you taste or something that's affected your mind. Hmm? And you've, now you've developed a habit, a habit of overworking or overachieving or underachieving or laziness or apathy or depression. Hello, somebody. This is uncomfortable, isn't it? But it's truth. Who knew there, were such, there was such power in comparing the two words of conform? We receive revelation knowledge when we conform to the image of Jesus. But we receive carnal, deathly knowledge when we conform to the pattern of this world. You know, the pattern of this world changes. 
it changes to whatever phobia or whatever medicine or whatever climate control or whatever whatever cultural idea is hot whatever social norm do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God so I I can't ever think of the word image because we're supposed to be conformed to the image of, of God I can't ever think of the word image without going to Hebrews Hebrews chapter 1 so go there let's let's take a look at the word image Hebrews 1, verse 3. It says this, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had him by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. He's the express image. The word in the Greek there for image means the instrument used for engraving or carving. The marked stamp upon that instrument or wrought out on it. A mark or figure burned in or stamped on. An impression the exact expression of any person or thing, marked likeness, precise reproduction in every respect. And it actually uses the word facsimile. <laughs> so Jesus was a fax. very interesting so let's read uh, Hebrews 1 3 in the passion it says the sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor the exact expression of God's true nature his mirror image that's really cool he holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word he accomplished for us the complete cleansing of sins and then took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. That's powerful. So I want to go just a little further. And I want to explore the Hebrew word for image in Genesis 1 in verse 26. God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Let us make man in our image. <coughs> this word comes from an an unused root word that means to shade. Isn't that interesting? 
as it's used here in its original Hebrew meaning, it means so-called from its shadowing forth. In other words, man is a shadow, a shadowing forth of God's image. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? A shadowing forth of the image of God. I would like to meditate on that. My mind immediately went to Moses as he asks for God to show his glory. And God says, I can't do that. You can't see my face. That's what he said. I I want to see your face. And he said, no man can see my face and live. But I will put you in the cleft of a rock. I'll hide you. And as I pass by, you can see, you can see my backside. And in all of the Christophanies, in all of the places of the Old Testament where Christ appears before he is born, he's seen in types and shadows. He's seen in forms that are a shadow of what God is. And so when I see this root word here, that man is made in the image of God and it's a shadowing forth of what God is. It's really something to chew on. When I, when I read Psalm 91, how does that psalm start out? Under the, under the shadow of the Almighty. It's really, really good, isn't it? Isn't that good? There's something there. God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. We know from reading the scriptures that God the Father is light. He's pure light. If we were made exactly like God, we would be light. We would be light that would kill So we can't be light, so we must be a, a shadow of that light. How many of you, when you have gotten close to another human's touch, you sense the warmth that's there? It amazes me, the warmth that comes from another human being. Even... 
even an evil human has warmth because the spirit that's there has life. There's life that's there. And once that person is no longer living, there's just an empty shell and there's no warmth that's there because the spirit is life. Now we know that when Jesus made that statement in John, the spirit is life and the flesh profits nothing. He was meaning in spiritual terms that the Holy Spirit brings life. But in eternal, in eternal matters, <clears throat> all of us have a spirit, soul, and a body. And your spirit will continue on. It's going to live. It's going to exist. Let me say it that way. It will exist forever with God or in damnation. One of the two places. But while it's here, it has warmth. For those of you who are married, think about that when you lie down and your spouse is asleep and you're awake. Slide your hand over and you can sense that there's warmth that's there. Sometimes it's too warm. <laughs> you have to kick the covers over. Or maybe you sleep with a cover thief like I do. But the, the spirit, the, the life that's there, it provides, a, a, it provides warmth. There's energy that's there. And it's just... This message was brought to you by Airport Church in Tallahassee, Florida. We pray you were encouraged by the ministry of the Holy Spirit in this message. To find out more information about Airport Church, visit churchattheairport.com.